0: And we are live with The Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. Thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Domini Drew. I am your Sherpa of guidance and awareness up the mountain of self-discovery and, uh, you know, mostly figuring out why you're lonely and you can't get laid. That is the sacred journey that we are on, and I am on it with you. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So my name is Dominique Drew. If you are joining me on Facebook Live today, you might see there's something a little bit different. I'm sporting some blue hair today because I'm feeling like rocking it and no other reason whatsoever. Sometimes there's just no reason to have a reason. In fact, more often than you might think. And that is actually going to lead us right into our um, topic for today. But uh, let me go ahead and back up just a moment here. If this is your first time joining us, then by all means, welcome. Um, this host, uh, this uh, podcast, is truly um, a space of creativity for me. I get to just kind of tune in and connect with what wants to be said, and I teach from that place. And uh, I run a business, Dominique Drew Coaching. If you'd like to follow me on Facebook, um, definitely download and subscribe to this. Uh, to this uh, podcast, and really, I really like to recommend that people um share it with their friends all right if you know somebody, you know whether or not they're single, this is the type of stuff that is not uh, even particular to uh, the predicament of being single. It's about uh, how we self sabotage right how we get in our own way, how we you know try to go left, but we end up going right right and When we do that, we tend to think, man, the world just makes no sense sometimes, right? Like, God, that thing just happened. I don't know why it keeps happening. It just keeps happening, right? It's like being um, given uh, an incredible car, right? An incredible piece of advanced technology, but no owner's manual right you have an incredible system i mean humans around the world are proving that we can do things that are beyond what we think are possible for humans to do all the time right you can literally do anything you want in with your life and way beyond whatever you think is possible and way way beyond what you think is likely or quote realistic and boy is that word misused right like i'll talk with guys on my I do a free call if somebody's interested in working with me, right? And they'll call up and I'll be like, okay, so like, where would you say you're struggling the most in your dating life, right? If they're calling me about dating, mostly there. And, uh, and they'll say, oh, well, you know, it's a particular issue. And it's almost never what the issue actually is. But that's okay, because it looks like it is. That's fine. So, so then we get a little further on the call and I go, okay, tell me, tell me, if you could have anything you want in this area of your life, what would it be? And they will start rattling off something like, oh, I would at least like to not get cheated on. Now, let's just pause here for a moment. What was the question I just asked? Was it, if you could, you know, was it, what would you settle for in a relationship? Because that's the correct answer to that question. It wasn't. The question was, if you could have anything you want in this area of your life, what would it be? I'm looking for your ideal scenario. In other words, if you got out of your own way, what would you like to create? And what they'll tell me is, oh, well, I mean, I'd love to find someone who lights me up and was trustworthy and wanted to spend their lives with me, but that's just not realistic. So what they end up doing is they end up sharing with me what they feel is realistic. If you're a proponent of this show and you've listened for a long time, you probably know where I'm going with this. (laughs) I have, and I say this all the love of my heart, no fucking interest in what you think is realistic. (laughs) I don't, I don't care. That doesn't matter to me. That is not useful information. It's not useful information for you. And it's not useful information for me. All that it would tell me that might be the slightest bit useful for me is what you think is possible, meaning that's showing me your edge. So anything that comes to you that's beyond that, you won't accept, right? A, a beautiful bombshell could come in and be like, wow, I think you might be the man of my dreams and you wouldn't believe it. I often say to these guys that sometimes they'll, they'll say to me, they're like, oh, I want to work with you, but it's too expensive. And so I think I'm just going to try and do this on my own because I think if I keep doing the same thing that something will change on its own. Sure. Yeah. Of course, we just identified your problem's gone on for 20 years. 30 years, 50 years, but you think it's going to change on its own? No, they're afraid of getting what they want. Right. And that will really cut you off at the knees. That will really, really cut you off at the knees because what you decide is realistic. This is what I say to these people. I go, listen, the fact of the matter is that where you are right now is not that you can't find her. I could find her for you right now and put her right in front of you. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't, you would sabotage it. You would push her away. And that's generally the truth. And so instead they tell me what they think is, is, is realistic. So I go, okay, great. Interesting. But that's not what I wanted right? Because what you think is realistic means what you think is likely. So we're already in a gray area. We're out of reality. You're guessing about a future. Okay. You're making shit up. Well, it's not likely because, you know, what happens is XYZ always happens and it never, it's never right.
1: Cool. Cool.
0: So here's the thing your past experience is not a good measurement of what the future can or will be like. Right? It looks like it is because it's happened in the past, but what you're not realizing is that that data that you're looking at is skewed. You have changed you have altered that data through the experiencing of it. So in other words, you know, you've had your issue, whatever your issue is, you've had it from a very, very young age, nine times out of 10. And by that, I mean like 99 times out of 100. Sometimes like a a serious trauma will occur later in life, but it's not like, oh, I had this terrible breakup and then I was different after. Usually, nine times out of 10, as I said. It's usually like, oh, it got a lot worse after that, but I really experienced it in middle school and elementary school and younger right so so when you when you find these things they've been going on for a really really long time and so all of those past experiences you've had that you're quote learning from that you're taking as reality were already skewed by the beliefs you carried at that time
1: those weren't an even expression those weren't a um uh, you know, a well-balanced control group.
0: That was skewed data. Whatever beliefs you have about your self-worth now, you probably had when you were having those relationships, which means, you know, that's, that's all you could have had. Sure. Because you were bottlenecking what you actually, you know, your, your actual potential, right? Hi, Andrew. Good to see you. I'm coming at you guys live on Facebook live as well. Andrew, send me a note. Let me know how you are. Tell me where you're writing in from. So, when you, so with that perspective, you can see why it's so silly to be like, oh, well, here's what's realistic for me. It's like, sure. What that means is if the past, if the past patterns continue, then this is what is likely for me. But the, what they're on the phone to, to, uh, to change, what they're on the phone with me to
1: change is
0: the pattern that gave them the results that they have gotten in the past. So what I want to talk about today, and this is leading into it, is that, you know, to to shift into a new way of being, a, a new success in uh, a new successful um, uh, Life of dating, a new way of being a more confident, more free, more effortless, more successful, more um, financially abundant, more um, attractive you, you must allow yourself to become someone else. Because who you are right now is not working for you.
1: That's why you're here.
0: And that's great, because that means you get to learn that lesson and then
1: change the pattern and move on to something else so
0: when you when you decide what you think is likely for your life based on what you've experienced in the past what you're doing is continuing a pattern that you're seeking to end you're causing it to last
1: okay you don't want to do that
0: you want to change and be someone else, so you know there's lots of little little quips about this, little memes out there, like um you know, if you want to um, get something different than you've always gotten, you have to do something differently than you've always done than what you've always done, right, or you can't solve a problem with the mind that created it or um you know, you have, to, you have to try something new to get different, different results, right? We all sort of know that definition of insanity where you keep trying the same thing over and over and again, over again, and expecting different results, right? That's what everybody's doing um, who comes to me for the most part, right? They're continuing in their dating lives. They don't really know how to fix it um, or their relationship lives or their performance lives or their, you know, business lives. And they're stuck in a pattern. They're stuck in a negative pattern they can't get out of. And that is a horrible, horrible feeling because you can sense your human potential. I know I'm better than this. I know there's more to this. I know there's something I'm missing here. And in that, there's a little crack in the template that you're carrying. So we all exist in this kind of Template. Hi, Nathaniel. Good to see you. We exist inside of a kind of template, and that template is how we think the world is, who we think we are, and how we think the whole system works. Okay. That template is what gets redrawn when people work with me. Okay. Because your version of the template, and that doesn't mean that like I have, you know, access to like, you know, spiritual, profound, you know, like I'm right and you're wrong right? The difference is I'm clear and my eyes are sort of seeing a little bit more of what's there because I've spent a lot of years clearing away my own bullshit. And so that allows me to help you clear away yours, right? So you're seeing life through this template, through a story of who you think you are. I just had a, um, a friend uh, the other day, we were talking about um, we were talking about something about one of my programs and he said, oh, well, I, um, it, wasn't about, it wasn't about my programs. It was about something I can't remember. But he said something about, oh, I, I never quit. I don't quit. Or I'm not a quitter. And I said, that's a story. That is made up. I am this person. So then you're going to hold to that. You're never going to quit. And when you get into a relationship that is awful for you, you're going to endure it until it drags you into the ground and you're half dead by the time she ends up letting you out of her jaws, releasing you from her claws. That was your fault, not hers. Chances are she was probably pretty honest about who she was. Chances are you probably missed the red flags. But when the flags got even redder and redder, you still stayed and stayed because you're not a quitter. That is not useful that is not admirable, that is not honorable. You're treating yourself like shit and you're letting someone walk, you, walk all over you. There's no honor in that. There's um, a, a client that I just uh, had that posted something in, um, I have a little support group that we use bef- between, uh, in between group coaching calls and there were, uh, people are allowed to ask questions. And uh, he brought up this, this woman that he was seeing and he said, oh, I don't I don't really like her,, um, but I don't want to let her down, right? Men are very concerned about this. They don't want to hurt women's feelings when they re- when they reject them, at least the women, the men who are conscious enough to want to work with me. and so um and so the and so the the men, what they tend to do is just is be like really, really delicate, but also not very direct women. I think we're guilty of this as well, okay? And so. What happens is um, that tiptoeing, it it seems like you're trying to be nice, but it's actually not nice. Okay. Yes, it is your job as gentlemen to um, be respectful, to be kind, and uh, to speak the truth, right? To stand in your power. Okay. If yours respects the woman you're speaking with, I was was listening to my friend about this woman, how delicate it would be, and I was like, straight child. That's not helpful. It's not kind. You're just afraid of the blowback. Stand in your power. Healthy masculinity.
1: Bam. Right there. Right?
0: So, you're, um, you're making yourself small does not serve the world. Right? That's the Marianne Williamson quote. And it's incredibly accurate. And so, what you're doing when you're carrying this template around is you're making yourself Small, you're deciding how you are instead of asking and finding out in the moment. Maybe you quit almost never, but in this situation, you feel like quitting. Great, that's your truth.
1: That's what you need to do.
0: Okay, you must come forth and express who you are, but first, you must listen and find out who that actually is.
1: Okay? when you end up when you end up uh,
0: making yourself small or uh, pigeonholing yourself into the person that you've decided that you are, you can not help but be inauthentic. You are covered up and that affects how attractive you are to the people you are trying to attract whether that's romantic relationships, whether that's uh, business networking, whether that's anything like that, okay? And so you sabotage yourself. You're trying to be yourself, but you're so afraid of, let's say, the reaction. Well, who am I, you know, if if I upset this woman? Oh, I don't want to, you know, there's like fear of reaction there. Tough. Life is scary. Settle in. It is. Get used to it, because that's not going to slow down. Nor should it. Life is great. It's got an incredible balance, and for balance, there must be all the sides. If you pigeonhole yourself into "I'm not a quitter," then you then when the moment comes to quit, you ignore your natural impulse, which is saying, "Ah, "I don't like this. I'm going to get out of here." Right? Your sweet you know, quiet voice that knows the truth and goes, "Mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't don't like this anymore. This lady's mean. But your image of yourself says, I don't quit. Okay? In that case, hang into that amazing relationship. And so you stay longer than you realize. So what I really want to make clear today is that in the same way that that friend had an issue with quitting, we carry all sorts of underlying assumptions about life and the world and ourselves and each other, right? My Art of Authenticity program is divided uh, into three sections. The first month, we work on your relationship with yourself. It's about um, finding those stories, which parts of you—the the you that you know, which parts of you are real, and which parts of you are stories you're telling yourself. Because right now, you probably can't even tell the difference. And until you can tell the difference, you can't find your authentic self because they look to be the same. I had another client uh, in a session today who went incredibly deep into just, he said something about, oh, well, if you, you know, I I feel like I have to win, you know, there's issues around winning and losing. And I said, that's interesting. We dove in. It turns out that at six years old, this experience happened that he didn't even, he barely even remembered. And it had colored his life in all of these ways. And I was seeing it like, uh, you know, there's like a, the, the seed of the issue and it had just grown into all these tiny little roots uh, through his system. And he just assumed that was what was true. Oh, that's just how things are, right? It seems like that's just
1: how things are. But actually, it was a distortion that he was carrying and he couldn't tell the difference until that moment. And so, in that way,
0: these little assumptions are insidious. Until you learn, until you train to see the difference between them and your authentic self, it'll be very, very hard to really achieve anything because you can't tell what's real and what's not. But there is a distinct difference. One, feels natural. It lights you up. Right? Another is something you kind of like batten down and like push through. I'm not a quitter. I definitely have to win. Okay?
1: Life is in fact so much easier than we think it is. We put so much more effort
0: so much more struggle and forcing and difficulty and strain and stress
1: into our daily life. Way more than we need. Way more than we need. I was someone who
0: did that. Big time. I put more effort into everything. Everything I was trying to control, everything. It's another thing we, we work on in, in um, the first month of the program. I, <laughs> I was exhausted all the time. I was trying to control the future to like keep me safe. Uh, I was incredibly insecure. I was um, always worried about what other people were th- would think of me. All of these things that were just
1: unnecessary, but they
0: felt very necessary at the time. And until I looked through this process that I now
1: teach, until I looked directly at. those beliefs
0: through a lens of clarity, because otherwise you'll just think you're right. You must understand these things are like your assumption of gravity, right? You don't really assume that gravity is going to be any different tomorrow than it is today. We have no indication to think that it will. But you also have no indication to think that your next relationship will be any different than your last. And while you then assume that your next relationship will be the same as your last, the re- new relationship will be the same as the last. Okay? So it's, it's more kind of in toward the quantum side of things than, than the Newtonian side of things, physics-wise, because um, how you come into it influences the results. Right? This is not the same, let me just say, as needing to believe something. You don't need to believe something in the sense that like people say, you know, oh, are you an energy person? Oh, I believe in that. I think that is an incredibly stupid statement, personally. But I've also seen, felt, heard, and experienced energy for so long. Having trained to do so, I wasn't just like a savant, right? I went to school and I learned how to do it for four years. So I'm really fucking good at it. And so now it's just like, well, it's ridiculous. It's like saying that I believe in this chair that I'm sitting on. I really believe. Oh, you're recording your podcast on a computer? Oh, yeah, I, re- I believe in those. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure where to go with that. <laughs> of course it's there. Most people miss it, yes. But everybody who is trained to look can then see it. So that means it's there, right? The, the conclusion we can draw from that then is it's there. Um, and you just need to open your eyes to it. Now, to open for God's miracle for you, like it's not a belief thing. Um, it is though, and it's while you keep the,
1: while you keep, <clears throat> while you keep, um, sorry,
0: let me recenter. Because while you keep the decision that the thing does not exist, you will keep your own eyes closed to it. So the existence—I'll just use energy as an example. So the existence of energy does not change whether you quote believe in it or not. But if you decide it's not there, i.e., if you don't believe in it, um, you won't see it, for the most part. That that is generally that is generally the case. That doesn't mean it's not there because other people can can still you know see it and feel it. Um, but you will be blind to it while you do not have the power to um, uh, to cause energy to not be there to... I'm not sure how to say that. Uh, uh, to sort of to, um, unexist energy, you do have the power to deny its existence. Oh I don't see it there much like people do with facts in this day and age, primarily because of social media. On that topic, I'm just going to throw in a little sidebar here. I don't know if you've seen Social Dilemma yet on Netflix, uh, but it is a documentary that is incredibly important uh, to see right now. I saw it. I loved it. I put it on my social media. Um, it, is, uh, it is from the people who created... Um, a lot of people who created social media and Google and and sort of the the big tech companies, um, and explains how they work and and how it's getting into our our culture, right? Um, in particular, in the U.S. politically, it's been uh, a rough four years, and um, and that's continuing to happen. And a lot of it's because of misinformation, and that's being um, allowed and um, accelerated by these social media platforms. And so it explains all of that as far as like why someone who you really get along with quite well could have such radically different views of the world. A lot of that's due to social media. So please, please, please watch Social Dilemma. Uh, I'm going to put that. That's just a thing that's out there. So, so let's come back. So, so that it's not that there's something that you need to believe in. However, your mindset going in does matter. It's like psychedelics, right? um, set and setting. Your mindset is important. Your setting, your environment is important. That will change the outcome of the exercise. So if you, you know, if I'm just like telling you how like wonderful energy is or like how well you can change your life and you're like, no, I can't. Then you can't. Right? I rarely say I can change your life. I will open the space. And if you want to change your life, I have the way to help you do that. And I do done it for almost 20 years, successes that are so unbelievable, it can't even even wrap them up in a testimonial, right? And so,
1: um, and so right now, there's this,
0: um, there's this sort of, Fascinating thing that happens where people um, are buying in more and more to the things that they already believe are true. This is also what the social dilemma is about. Okay. And you do the same thing in your subconscious. And so that will do nothing but spiral you in the direction that you don't really want to go. Okay. It's just going to more and more and more get you to that um, kind of place. So so what's really important is to create some space. And by that, what I mean is consider the possibility that the way you see things is not the way they are. Okay? That is essential because you don't even know what you don't know. You don't even know the subtle insidious ways in which these underlying beliefs are operating, right? I have a client who came to me specifically. He's like, I want to get rid of my limiting beliefs. And I go, okay, great. And so we've done that every session. We go, we go, bam, 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 bam. And we're challenging all these things and moving them and, and, you know, digging them up from down below. And he's saying, he's like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that was a belief. I think he just thought I was going to tell him. I was just going to say, okay, well, you know, is that really true? And then he was going to be like, oh, I'm not sure. But instead, we're like going down like a cellular level and looking and he's just like, oh my gosh, I have this pattern. And I didn't even know that was a pattern. I didn't even know that was something that was sabotaging me. And so in this process of profound growth
1: and and the seeking of freedom and
0: awareness and happiness and authenticity, there must be a letting go of who you think you are. There is no way to take that too far. Every moment, challenge yourself. Right now, right now who do you think you are right now? What are you carrying around? Oh, I'm, I'm a man. That means this. I am a woman. And that means that. I am unemployed. I am successful. I am white. I am not white. I am a financial planner. I'm an event planner. I'm a cashier.
1: Right? Who do you think you are? I'm in the military. That's who
0: I am. I'm liberal. I'm conservative. All of these labels and way deeper, we're talking down to the, the way in which you speak, the words that you choose, the type of music you like to listen to, where you know, these, these images that you carry around yourself, they contain you. They limit you. They keep you from being authentic the only space where you can really find out who you are and how you feel is one of emptiness and non-attachment. Okay? So instead of me walking into a room being like, I'm liberal, I might just walk into a room and somebody there is saying, boy, I think President Trump's been doing a great job the last four years. And as I hear that, I feel in my body, "Hmm, that is not my opinion. I do not agree with that statement. I agree with a, a, a very significantly opposite statement. Hmm, okay. But you see how I waited for the emotion to come up in me. And then I'm not then going to, you know, try to change the other person. But I know who I am in that moment. Hmm, that is not true for me. There is nothing that is true for me about that. Okay, great. Turns out that's what's true for me in the moment. But I don't walk in with rules about myself. Right? And these are so insidious, they're so on a deep level that it it's extraordinary. It is so difficult to uh, to establish where these are because they are insidious. They are like a network, like a root system, right? Just all throughout your system. And I don't mean like, even like a tree. I mean like grass right? Like you were seeing sort of how grass sort of like, like, um, you know, goes together with like lots of tiny little, tiny little roots, like little capillaries, you know? And you're, uh, and, and, and through that, and so it's just, it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. That's how these work. And they're so small and they're integrated so well into our system that we just think that's reality. Oh, nobody likes me because I'm unattractive. Oh, everybody likes me because I'm beautiful. Either way, you aren't either of those things. You are just you. The label creates inauthenticity. And through creating inauthenticity, you sabotage a lot of shit. First of all, very difficult to be happy. Second of all, very difficult to be attractive. You can be pretty,
1: but no one's going to like you. True story. Because they can't
0: feel you, because you're not connected to yourself, because you're being someone you think you should be and not someone you actually are. All right. I know I've got a bunch of people that are wanting to call in. So let's see if we can do this. So the number here is 828-333-4686.
1: Let's bring that again. Okay. All right.
0: 828-333-4686. You can go ahead and call in if you would like. 828-333-4686. There you go. So, this template. So, how do you get around this? Obviously, if it's insidious, how do you actually locate it, right? Question everything.
1: Everything. Okay.
0: Boy, I've always just assumed that, like, I just really like, like winning, but I really feel like I need to win. I wonder what it would be like if I didn't win. Who would I be if I weren't someone who always wins? or who always loses.
1: Who would I be if I
0: weren't who I think I am? I had a uh, teacher in school, I I've spoken about her before, and I remember her saying, there are three yous. There's the you, people think you are. There's the you, you think you are.
1: And then there's the you, you really are. And I have
0: found that to be incredibly accurate. So the the work becomes finding these little inauthenticities. Anywhere you see tension, anywhere you feel like you're forcing something that doesn't quite fit, whether it's trying to change jobs and force change that's not quite ready yet, or whether it's staying in a job where you know very well that you need to leave. Most of these are usually due to fear. Interestingly, the client that I worked with today, who had the insidious sort of uh, root, uh, root maze down there, root network, when we released that and we took the charge off of the winning and losing, he sat in a place very open and completely fearless, and he just looked at me and he said, "I don't feel any fear.
1: It's not like I feel bold or." Courageous, there just isn't any fear here. Hello. You are on the art of attraction with Dominique Drew. Who is this? Ooh, I'm not getting your sound. Hold on. Can you hear me? I sure can. Hi, Hi, is this Andrew? Yes, ma'am. Hi, darling. How are you? Well, not so good, I guess.
0: Okay. Tell me, tell me.
1: Um, well, what's going on is me and my girl decided to just be just friends. And I'm having trouble switching from relationship status to just friend status. And she's getting kicked off her. Mm. So I'm trying to figure out how to switch through that switcheroo without losing her as a friend. Because I really like her as a friend. Okay, when did you guys break up? Uh, it's been a couple weeks. And who initiated the breakup? Uh, it was a mutual agreement. I asked her what she wanted. We had a deep heart-to-heart one night, and she was like, I just want to be friends with benefits. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I'm having no uh, trouble switching.
0: So... How?
1: She went through a lot of shit herself, so I get where she's from.
0: So how would you have felt in that moment if she had said she wanted to be romantic with you
1: and was totally in love with you? Uh, great, she asked well when we got into the relationship, she asked what's different between us doing what we're doing in a relationship. I said, a title. She was exactly. So I guess we were, before the relationship, we were friends with benefits. And I'm like, all right, I don't think you're digging it as much as I am. What do you really want? And that's when she told me.
0: Okay. So the question is, Andrew, how would you have felt, put yourself in that moment where you were, when you were speaking with her? how would you have felt if she had said she was in love with you and she wanted to keep dating?
1: I'd have day. great.
0: Okay. So then the breakup was not mutual. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. So that's the first thing is to kind of acknowledge, I think, the reality of that. Because if the breakup had been mutual, you wouldn't have any hard time going down to friends because you would also have wanted it to go down to friends. Right. Have you given yourself
1: time to grieve? I got my own apartment. I will, I guess not. We've been hanging out quite a bit.
0: I would take a few days, maybe away from her, like just three or four days. And I would let yourself okay. grieve for the loss of the relationship. You moved too quickly from one to the other. You can absolutely be fabulous friends with benefits with her. It sounds like that's also a good option. But it's, it wasn't your preference. And so to me, as you're speaking, I feel like when you tune into your
1: heart, what do you feel there right now? Kind of
0: sadness. Yeah. So moving on too quickly is, is squashing that. And that's, that's an important thing. That's talking to you. Yeah. Right. You want to give that space. Whatever you're feeling, you want to give it space because it's important. And when you try to push it away, that's when things, you know, you're arguing with reality. You're like, I'm not, I'm not sad. I'm fine. I want to be friends. You don't. You're okay with being friends, which is great, but that's not really what you want, it sounds like. All right. So, give yourself some time and, and not just time sort of living your life, but like, Take some quiet time by yourself and sit with yourself and let yourself feel the sadness and really the loss, you know, what you've, what you've lost. And keep Sorry. doing that until you look for it and you can't find oh. any.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. And at that point, and it doesn't need to take a really long time, the reason why grief often takes people a long time is because they they tend to be pushing it away. They're not really letting themselves feel it. When you let yourself feel it deeply, then you'll do it a few times, and it and it'll be gone. That's its natural flow. So, um, so take some time, intentional time, feel yourself, acknowledge those feelings, um,
1: and then
0: it will feel lighter to be around her, and then you'll find the friendship will flow
1: effortlessly. All right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to check in about? Yep, that's the only thing that went wrong my like I said, I don't want to lose a friend. Yeah. Because I really care about Yeah, I can feel that. Really honor this place in your heart. That's important. Yeah. I mean, I grew a bond with all her kids, her and her dog, which is a hard one to win. <laughs> mm. So I just don't want to lose that relationship I have with her whole family. Yeah. That's a really big deal. Let yourself take some sacred and intentional time, and focus inward, and that should help. Okay. Okay. Does that sound doable? That'd be exciting. Thank you. That's why
0: I called. Yeah, you're very welcome, sweetheart. She's to help me. Yeah, yeah. Let me know if that helps, and reach out on the on my Facebook page if you have any follow-up questions. Okay. All right. All right. Talk to you soon, babe. All
1: right. Bye. bye.
0: So, thank you so much, Andrew, for calling in. That was a really um, great question um, and a really great example here. So, the the refusal to grieve, right? It, it's it's the excuse me, the refusal to acknowledge what is authentically there. Okay, in this situation, it was grief, could have been anything. Um, there's the little the the belief, right? Oh, yeah, no, I definitely want to be friends. i'm I'm totally fine with that. I'm somebody who's totally fine with that. right? I've done that in the past where I'm like, oh, yeah, like I just want casual relationships, and i and I've had periods where that was very genuine. I've had casual relationships, and it's been fabulous. right It's a very sacred especially the friends with benefits relationship is very, very sacred um, when done consciously, same as everything else that's done consciously. Um, And then I've also had periods of time where because I was comfortable with that in the past, I wanted to like, you know, I get a little masculine, like I get a little like, um, like, oh, I don't need the commitment type of thing. Uh, It's a little distortion because I'm naturally quite masculine and, um, and uh, and so, little, so that will distort sometimes, right? And when it distorts, it's um, it'll come off as like, oh, I you know, I don't I don't want you to be anything emotional, female crap. I'll just go for, you know, come over and rock my world. Which again, sometimes I love, but in these periods of time, it was inauthentic. I was actually wanting something a little bit softer, and I was resistant to softening because I, I'm like, oh, I'm not that type of person, right? So what I was doing in that subtle moment was instead of acknowledging, well, I'm not that type of person always. Sometimes I really like that casual. Right now, what I was wanting at that time was a softer heart connection, more consistent heart connection. And so uh, in the practice of that, and so so I, I was the, the, the misassociation I was making was, yes, I'm not someone who needs that all the time. I'm not that person. But I am that pers- the person who needs that sometimes. I need it 60% of the time instead of 100% of the time or wh-
1: however, doesn't matter. Right. And so, and so
0: there are again, these, these subtle subtle forms. Why isn't it working? A a great way to see these um, patterns is to look at what isn't working. Andrew, great example. I'm trying to get to the point where I'm okay with this friendship and I'm not. Why? Okay. It's because on some level you're not okay with the friendship. So Check out the breathing exercise. I have an incredible breathing exercise that's online that you can just drop down into your body, to you bring awareness to your breath and you, you let it drop down into your body and it, may, it brings you present into the moment and it allows you to look at what is there in the moment. And it will show up in your body. And so right then, as I was speaking to him, I'm listening and I'm listening and I'm feeling my body, and what I was feeling was a lack of of grief, rarely ever are breakups a hundred percent mutual. Um, I'm sure it can happen. I think it
1: usually does not, um, and that's okay, right? but um.
0: But, but, you know, when she, you know, he said he asked her and, and my first thought was, well, if she'd said she was thrilled to stay with you, how would you have felt? And he lit up. you was like, oh, that would be great. Okay, great. So then you were not, right? That was not quite mutual there. So look at what it is that isn't working. Look at what you're striving for, but not attaining. Look at what you're, oh, I just want to be more blank. Great. So what is it that you're missing? What story are you telling about yourself? I just created for my Art of Authenticity group an exercise around amnesia. Imagine that you had total and complete amnesia in this moment, bam, right now. You wake up, look around the room, and you have no idea who you are. Imagine if you could live from that place. This is my challenge to you. I invite you to live for as much of, let's say, the next hour, and once you achieve that, the next day that you can with, from the place of the amnesia exercise.
1: Okay? Right? From the place of,
0: what if I had no idea who I was? And what that allows you to do is drop all the story. Oh, my name is Dominique, I'm from the West Coast. I'm wearing a blue wig. Well, wearing a blue wig wouldn't change. But you know, I have the story about why I'm wearing this blue wig. Um, and you know, this just this sort of like under the under the surface of your conscious mind, there's an image that you carry of yourself. it's it's not it may not even be in the form of words, but just a picture because you have your whole history of yourself. Let that go for a minute.
1: And in so doing,
0: you release the story of who you thought you were because of all the conclusions that you have drawn throughout the time of your life. Those conclusions are erroneous.
1: Nearly all of them. And so the amnesia exercise allows you to explore who you are now. What are you like?
0: What do you feel like? You know, this comes down to even what you eat, what car you drive. Is there a reason why you car? Do you love the car that you drive? Do you love
1: it? Does it light you up? If not, why do you drive it? Why? What is it about that car?
0: And so, this extraordinary freedom comes from this blank slate that you create. And it allows you to recreate who you are in the moment. And when you recreate who you are in the moment, it's completely authentic. And from that place, right? You're afraid of rejection because of all of the women you've spoken to in the past that have rejected you. If you forgot about that in the moment, you would forget to be afraid of rejection. There's no story anymore. You'd be like, oh, I wonder what she's going to say. And then when she said, says yes, you're like, great. How about coffee next Thursday? And if she says no, you go, oh, okay. Well, it was really nice talking to you. And you go talk to somebody else. All of the charge, the emotional charge around everything is decreased. And that brings you to a place of so much more confidence and fearlessness and freedom and openness and possibility and hope and connection, and willingness
1: that life takes on a whole different flavor.
0: There is a way in which you can improve your life, wake up, awaken, whatever fits for you. In any way, you can do it bit by bit by bit, okay? You can do it one step at a time, 100%. There's another way where you can just skip to the end. You can let all of your issues go at once, and you can lighten up, and you can forget about all of it, and you can be a completely different person in a flash. Both things are possible for human beings. Now, to do the latter, this is one of the ways to do the latter. If you can genuinely hold this type of space, it will literally clear all of your past issues because you're just existing without them. Huh, who would I be if? And then your mind goes to a new place because this is all shit that's held in your mind. And yes, there's some stuff that is like packed into your body, but what will happen is that cuts the majority of the strings to your stories. It, it, it eliminates your story. And in doing that, it eliminates who you think you should be or what you think is going to happen or how you're going to disappoint your mother. All, this, all the bullshit that you're carrying in your system, it clears. All at once.
1: And so you're able to be like, huh, who am I now? I think I'll get a grilled cheese. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Grilled cheese. Yep. I like that. Great. Now all you know about yourself is you're somebody who likes grilled cheese. The rest is story.
0: All the energy around grilled cheeses. Oh, my heart opens so much when I think about grilled cheeses because my mom used to make them when I was a kid. Oh, I have all this guilt around grilled cheeses because I know I shouldn't eat them because I'm overweight and, you know, I shouldn't do it. And I I always do stuff I shouldn't do and see I'm the worst because here I am eating grilled cheese sandwich. And it is killing you. Stop if you don't know how reach out and ask me and i will help this is the revolution that needs to happen okay saying no to the bullshit saying i'm not willing to carry this anymore i don't believe you anymore to the story turning to the story and treating that like it's the enemy instead of treating yourself like the enemy you are not you're just walking around in a a vr setup with stories of who you think you are and how you think the world is and how you think people see you, and almost none of it's accurate. So in today's episode, I want to communicate to you that so much of the things that you think are accurate about the world are not. They are just projected from your mind. Explore around letting all that go and and living as a blank slate How long can you hold the state as a blank slate? Make it a game. Time yourself. Send me your times. Add some accountability in. Send them to me every day. Post it on my Facebook page. I would love that. How long can you live without your story? Might be two seconds. And then next time might be 10 seconds. Then it might be a minute and a half. And then it might be an hour. And then your mind just might start to quiet. So these are powerful, powerful, powerful exercises. And I really encourage you to try them. My name is Domini Drew. Thank you so much for joining me. Please download and subscribe uh, to this podcast. Uh, Follow me on Facebook and on Instagram at Domini Drew. Send me your questions, things you'd like me to cover on the podcast. You're always welcome to call into the podcast. Um, But if that feels a little too on the spot for you, then Um, send me your questions, right? Uh, Dominydrew.com is my website. Uh, Check it out. I have all sorts of courses and programs and um, uh, one-on-one sessions and all sorts of amazing ways to work with you and whatever your budget is and whatever it is that you are dealing with, please know that it is fixable. If you know anybody that you think will benefit from this, please uh, share the podcast uh, i really love to reach as many people as possible. That is my goal. Bring out the message. Okay. Love you guys. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.